Hey there, Conquerors. I'm Mike, and this is the Conquering Columbus podcast, where myself and my co-host Josh bring you the stories of inspiring leaders from all around our great city. And today we're talking with Paul Dalski and Diana Lolly from Columbus Gives Back, a nonprofit here in town that helps people like you find opportunities to support local causes and meet friends while you're at it. Josh and I definitely enjoyed our time with Paula and Diana, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Before we get to that episode, though, as usual, we got to take a quick moment to thank all of our incredible sponsors here at Conquering Columbus. And that starts with Small Biz Cares. Small Biz Cares is a nonprofit founded by socially conscious community leaders here in Columbus, and their goal is to connect, mobilize, and inspire small businesses to create lasting positive impact in our community. Small Biz Cares members have the unique opportunity to work with like-minded businesses to raise money and participate in large-scale volunteer efforts and improve educational opportunity for youth in our community. You can join them on September 28th for a community event which features a tailgate and watch party for the OSU vs. Nebraska football game. They'll have tailgate food, special drinks, and desserts, as well as former Buckeyes and raffles. Tickets are only $15 and go to support She Has a Name, a local nonprofit that helps victims of human trafficking. You can go to their event page, smallbizcares.org backslash tailgate hyphen four hyphen charity hyphen 2019 to learn more and get your tickets. That's smallbizcares.org backslash tailgate hyphen four hyphen charity hyphen 2019. Conquering Columbus is also brought to you in part by the Sundown Group. The Sundown Group is an Ohio-based nonprofit helping connect entrepreneurs to everything they need, including investors, mentors, capital, and talent through business pitch events, workshops, and classes throughout the state. And you can get more information on the web at sundownrundown.org. And now I'm going to kick it back to Josh to tell you about our last sponsor, FMX. FMX is a cloud-based facilities maintenance and management software founded and headquartered right here in Columbus, Ohio. There's a lot of competitors in this space, but FMX has made a name for itself, become the fastest-growing facilities maintenance and management software on the market on behalf of its extreme ease of use and tailored-fit approach to its clients. They serve industries ranging from education to property management, manufacturing, fast casual, and more. If you want to check out more, you can go to gofmx.com. All right, Congress. Let's get the show on the road. You could drop me anywhere on the planet in any environment, and I might get, you know, my head kicked in in the beginning, but I'll find a way to survive. I'll find a way to get the job done. Yeah, there's a little doubt, but you know what? Once again, I think of that guy in my ear. I think about stepping up to the stage. I think about the challenge. Like, I've lost sometimes, but I've won more than I've lost. And so, like, I bet on me any day. Choosing greatness. Greatness doesn't choose you. You know, you have to choose it. And, you know, it's hard. I think there was a hunger in me. There was a desire just to make a difference. There was a desire to not just be status quo, a desire to not be average. This is Conquering Columbus. Hey there, Conquerors, and welcome to another episode of the Conquering Columbus podcast. Today on the show, we've got Paul Dalski and Diana Lolly joining us, and they are part of the team over at Columbus Gives Back. Since 2009, Columbus Gives Back has been providing fun, easy, engaging volunteer experiences for Columbus residents. They're a 501c3 nonprofit, and today they set up 35 to 40 volunteer events per month on average, 
with over 100 nonprofit and partner organizations in the community. Their team is made up of over 20 event leaders, six of which are on the board, and they all volunteer their time as well. We're here today to talk with Paul, who's the CIO, and Diana Lolly, the Director of Marketing and Branding, about how they joined the team and everything the CGB team has going on now. Welcome to Conquering Columbus, Diana and Paul. Hi. Hi, thank, thank you. Thank you for welcoming us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's exciting to have you guys both here, and, and we're looking forward to learning more about the uh, uh, Columbus Gives Back team, but um, typically one of the kind of places we like to start is just take a step back, talking about how you both got to where you are today, some key stops along your life and career, maybe what you're doing before you joined the team at Columbus Gives Back, mm -hmm. and you both volunteer your time, so maybe what you're doing now too as well. Paul, do you want to start? Sure, yeah. So I am originally from Mouselon, Ohio. I went to my undergrad at Bowling Green State University, and then I was hired uh, by an employer in Groveport and just blindly moved to Columbus mm -hmm. and knew absolutely nobody here. So then I'm, I've been here now for eight years. How did you get affiliated with Columbus Gives Back? that turn about? I moved down here, didn't really know a lot of people, made some friends at work, but sort of got tired of like not really knowing a bunch of people. So I think I did what probably like 95% of our volunteers say they do. I just Googled like volunteering in Columbus and found Columbus Gives Back and then clicked on some events, went to some things and met a bunch of people that way. Um, unlike Paul, I've been in Columbus my whole life. But it was really after I graduated college, um, I was at Capital University till 2015. You know, you realize you're in your day job, you're like, I've always been in marketing, but I'm just like, now that we have more time, like, what do I want to do? Um, so I was looking up opportunities online, had a couple things, and Columbus gives back. I fell in love with the atmosphere, I fell in love with the ease of signing up, the variety of events, and the people. And it just kind of changed my heart and introduced me to how many awesome organizations in Columbus there really are and how you can really make an impact. So you both got involved by first attending a few of the events that were going on. So talk about maybe each of you um, attending those first couple events and then what it was about the organization that eventually slid you into volunteering and, and partaking and organizing things. Well, my first event was the Life Care Alliance event, and they run Meals on Wheels, and it's kind of one of our behind-the-scenes events where we show up once everyone that works there is gone for the day, and we do a lot of work prepping for their drivers to come in the next morning. So you're not really, like, interacting with people in a, a, a food line. You're not, like, serving anybody directly. So it was really easy to talk to people that were there volunteering. So I felt like that was kind of my intro of meeting people in a volunteering setting and then I was like well that was kind of fun and then afterwards we went out to dinner and I was like okay I can I'm like I can do this I, I know how to talk to people <laughs> and then I was like that was kind of fun I met some people Amanda one of our past presidents that I met her at that very first event and Caroline another one of our past presidents I met her there too so uh, I got to know some people in leadership at that point and then I attended a couple other events just randomly as it fit into my schedule and then I just really enjoyed the whole like no huge commitment it was not like a pressure situation just sign up when you feel like it I didn't have to like do a certain number and I really enjoyed the the freedom it gave me to sign up when I wanted to how did you figure out where you were going to fit in the organization like did you just already know what your strengths are uh, I think that I wasn't even like thinking that far ahead. I just wanted to meet some people. And then as I started attending events, I heard about becoming an event leader. 
and those are people that we have that uh, sign up to attend an event to be like the liaison to the other volunteers between volunteers and the nonprofit. And I was like, well, I, I could do that. That seems fun. I, I've been to some of these places two or three times now. I know I could lead an event. I think I would like to help other people who don't really know anything about volunteering. What about you, Dennis? So what was your first event that you joined a part of? And then how did you end up getting more involved after that? Um, honestly, not too different a story from Paul's, um, but a little bit after that happened. My first event was also Life Care Alliance, which... Honestly, Paul might dive into later on metrics, but that is one of our, we see, um, it's one of our events that we really do see first-time volunteers coming to because it is, it's Monday evenings. I feel like it's a time where you're like, yeah, like, I don't have anything going on Monday. Let's try this. It's kind of behind the scenes. It's very engaging. Like Paul mentioned, it, it's just hard not to talk to people at that event, honestly. So that one was very fun, and we did also go out to dinner as a group, and that's something that we, as Columbus Gives Back, I think do differently than a lot of volunteer organizations is kind of create that extra step of connection. Beyond that, some of my other first-time events that I really enjoyed and gave me a taste of what CGV is all about were the events that you'd show up and something changes just because the nonprofit, you know, needs us for something else. Maybe they said we were going to play games with some you know, residents of a nursing home, but instead we're just going to, they need us to help wash windows. And just seeing the leadership in the group, the event leaders just step up, not complain, kind of have fun with it and just roll with it. And I loved that mentality. And that kind of made me want to keep coming back as well. I started getting involved more, I think it was about 10 months after I started volunteering. I would say it took a couple months to really kind of stick with it. But once I was there, I kind of thought the same. I we had um, an event leader opportunity and I thought, why not? Like, might as well give it a shot. And I really just kept falling in love with it and wanting to promote CGV to everybody. And so by the time there's a board position open, I'm I'm like, I'm in. I already am marketing you guys, like, let's just do it, (laughs) so. And then that ties back, what is the mission of CGV? Like, talk about uh, what are you guys striving for as an organization? We are striving to really just create a culture of community engagement in Central Ohio. You know, we might look beyond that as we keep growing, but it's really just just that, making volunteering easy and approachable and fun. And you can volunteer in so many ways, but we just, we really make it easy by taking that, you know, step away from a, a long-term commitment, um, lots of forms and sign-up processes. And then we also make it fun and engaging and I think that's our big competitive advantage, if you will, because we create, uh, we build our team of event leaders through our volunteers, and they all do a great job of engaging anyone who's there. So it's, it's young professionals like us, but it's also, you know, anyone who steps in the door. We want to give them this great experience of being like, volunteering was really fun, um, even if it wasn't like a party. It just, it was approachable, and I had a good time, and I felt included. So, and you partnered with over 100 organizations. What does that partnership mm-hmm. look like? Something that we found out through working with other nonprofits is that a lot of nonprofits in Columbus are extremely active in the community, but they don't necessarily have a whole bunch of employees to market their events, 
find volunteers. They're, they're multitasking like a hundred different things. And the whole getting volunteers to sign up for an event is something they can easily outsource to us because that's literally what we do all the time. Mm-hmm. And so if they're like, well, I know that I have this event that's coming up in a month. If I can get Columbus Gives Back to reach out to their volunteers and get people to sign up, that's one less thing I have to do. And then they can focus on all of their other responsibilities. And we already have connections to the people who want to volunteer. Because I think that relates to what Diana was saying about our mission is that there are lots of people in Central Ohio that want to volunteer. But if you, let's say you moved here from somewhere else, how do you have any idea how to get involved? I don't don't even know other than searching on Google how you would even, I guess you could probably call the Habitat for Humanity and try to do something individually with them, but that takes a lot of extra time, whereas you can just come to our website and find all of the things we've already worked to, to set up. Right, and if you're Googling, I mean, like Habitat for Humanity, right, then only the big name organizations really have access to the volunteers because people don't know about other organizations. I mean, it sounds like community is really important and integral, really, to, to what you guys are doing. Well, how big is the community we're talking about here? How many people are, uh, say, I mean, I guess what constitutes an active member for you, and, and how many people are involved just in general? Um. I'll let Paul answer the specific numbers. I think you have some. Um, what is a little tricky is we don't totally count members or not, just because, um, as you noted at the beginning, Columbus goes back started in 2009, and we've honestly seen people go through all kinds of life phases, um, volunteering in 2009, you know, moving away for a job, coming back to Columbus, remembering Columbus gives back and showing up, and I say hey, it's really great to meet you. Thank you for trying out Columbus Goes Back. They're like, hey, I volunteered way back when, when you didn't even know this existed. So we see some of that. We see people who volunteer for a year consistently and then move for school or just have a baby and then we don't see them again. So, you know, all (laughs) Paul has a baby. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think Paul can speak more to that, but it is hard to track like active members throughout the entire time. Right. We, we don't have members, but last year in 2018, we had 796 unique volunteers. So some of those people showed up possibly more than once, but at minimum, there were 796 people that came to at least one event, which the year before we only had 299. So we like really, really enhanced that a lot. And this year we're already probably off to a better start. Yeah. We, That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. And how old's the baby? He we might just... as well talk about it. We brought it up. Congrats <laughs> right. yeah. baby. How old's the baby? Congrats on the baby. He, thank <laughs> you. He's 14 months old. Wow. Nice. What's That's his name? Good. His name's Sam. Sam. Yep. And he's running around and getting teeth and being crazy. So 20 years and he'll be an active volunteer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're counting him as unique right now. He's yeah, just he's, a couple. He, he, he was there. Yeah. He was there. Yep. He did something. So let's talk about, you know, you have some events coming up. Um, you said that we can find them in the show note links. We're going to put the events page on there. Awesome. What are some of the events that you guys are excited about moving forward? Whether they're, I know you got one tomorrow already. This episode will be released or in, uh, edited by the time it comes out. But any that are in the next, I don't know, 6 to 12 months for you guys? So within 6 to 12 months, it's, it's hard to look too far ahead because we do sort of, plan them on maybe one to two months ahead of time. However, um, some things are always consistent. We do specific events every month. 
which is awesome, like Life Care Alliance, like Faith Mission, like Ronald McDonald House, and so on and so forth. Um, one thing about tomorrow's event, which is especially exciting, is we're starting to figure out, especially as a board, how to maybe grow and attract different audiences and what that might look like while staying within our brand. One of those things is more daytime events. Most of our events right now fall on evenings and weekends because we've always been focused on our target market of young professionals, which is awesome. However, we've had so many requests as people have found us, um, especially from even families. And we all know there's people our age and beyond that have different work schedules, like teachers and nurses and anyone else that's not a strict eight to five. So tomorrow specifically and Thursday, we're partnering with YMCA, which we've partnered with a few times actually for a long time, but they had this spirit day event, I think with youth, correct? Right. Um, but it's 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and it's kind of worth a shot and we're kind of going to see how it works out. And either way, we have three event leaders, including Paul, going to help lead those events for us because we also have an event leader base that is, we're trying to grow that to be not just in the nine to five office job as well. So I, I guess we're excited about those types of events to see how successful they are and we know it's going to be a slow start but see like how we can grow from there all right conquerors we're going to take a quick break here in the show to tell you about a group called columbus gives back if you're looking for a way to get involved in your community but you don't know where and how to start look no further than columbus gives back by partnering with over 150 central ohio nonprofits, columbus gives back makes volunteering fun and easy by offering 30 to 40 volunteer events each month that are free of cost commitment and hassle Sign up for your first event today at columbusgivesback.org. That's columbusgivesback.org. Conquering Columbus would also like to take a moment to thank the 11th Candle Company. 11th Candle Company may be in the business of selling candles, but the social enterprise thrives on igniting hope. Employing women who have experienced human trafficking, 11th offers the resources to redeem, empower, and support them on their journeys to burn bright again. Every candle sold shines a light on an issue that often walks in darkness and provides hope to once-trafficked women on their path to redemption. Come pour your own candle of hope at Polaris Fashion Place across from the Apple Store or visit www.11thcandlecompany.com. That's www.11thcandlecompany.com, and that'll be linked down in the show notes. All right, Conquerors, let's get back to this episode. I think you're seeing it more and more common, too. Like here at Mm -hmm. FMX, we do have volunteer time off where we can Mm -hmm. take a few hours in the day. And then if we put it in and just like vacation, we can put it in and say, hey, we're going to come out, do some volunteering. And and we're starting to see that be more of a, I think, common, uh, what's the word, benefit, I guess, for uh, for Mm -hmm. companies. So that might help that as well. Um, Talking about what are you both currently working on then? And then and, and what are some of the key initiatives you focus on outside of just the events? Uh, for, for each of you in your in your roles, I'm the chief. Um, <laughs> chief, <laughs> yep. chief, chief information officer for our organization. We define that as data and metrics. So prior to 2017, we in no way tracked any information about any of our events. We have people sign up through Eventbrite, so we could go back and look at some of that metric information. But until 2017, we weren't like trying to make the data do anything for us. So now 
um, my main objective is to take the events that have already happened in the past and analyze them. So I look for what day of the week is the most successful for us, what types of events are events where people are likely to sign up. That's why we're trying some experiments with daytime events, mm -hmm. because we have had events. We had one event, um, I want to say maybe in the last year with Moms-to-be, um, where it started at kind of a strange time, like 3.45 p.m., and we were like, I don't know, we just threw it out there, and then like 10 or 12 people showed up. And like, that's kind of a strange time. We would have normally assumed if you work till five or six, you can't come to a 345 event. But there were a lot of really different people than our normal, like, young professional kind of person. So we're like, maybe this is something we should try. So I, that's my goal is to try to figure out some additional ways we can capitalize on people who are trying to find volunteering. Makes a lot of sense. And so looking at the data and kind of figuring out where we have, what we haven't tried so far. All kinds of things. Big big thing always is our website. Uh, I helped redesign it early twenty eighteen. And so keeping up with that, making sure SEO is on point, um, we're getting to the digital ad realm just to see how that works and just keep it more interesting and fun. I oversee our social media communications, um, our email communications, which we want to sort of brand a little bit better than we have in the past to keep it fun and engaging kind of just like our you know our mission our vision i oversee like i help design all of our merch right now and or start outsourcing some of that like shirts yeah like shirts yeah. paul's got a shirt on here Columbus <laughs> gives back Woo. See what's that i back. went to a podcast check out the link down in the show notes for <laughs> merch links <laughs> um yeah so really just building out more of who we are in the digital world is like our big thing. And then also some larger initiatives of, you know, getting into more schools and apartment complexes and things like that. And like, what sort of engagement can we do there? So it's sort of this open book, which I love about marketing, um, but it's, it's always fun. I get to work with Paul a lot um, to sort of track our website. Uh, one of our big initiatives that we want to begin working on is creating more of a volunteer engagement base something with maybe profiles or just something that yeah just have that brand engagement that we are sort of lacking in in a personal sense and that's a good transition to talk about i mean you encourage obviously both of you started as volunteers and you encourage heavily that volunteers take on bigger and bigger roles in the organization mm -hmm. and be more engaged uh you know so what are some examples other than you two like how, how other than becoming an event leader what else can people do if they join columbus gets back how do they get more involved and then what are you thinking about for the future on that other Well, I would say like right now, I think the natural progression would be volunteer, then event leader, and then possibly a member on the board. So we try to encourage via metrics and actually probably more effectively personal interactions that our event leaders have with volunteers that show up, who's coming to a lot of things, who's showing an interest. We have an event leader application, so we get that submitted to us, and then that's a good heads up that someone is interested. But I would say event leader is probably the easiest way for people to, to go further into it. Yeah, I think that's accurate. It's, it's fairly a linear path. However, like Paul said, it's a lot on the personal interaction and recognizing when someone's just like sort of outstanding in their own way and that doesn't mean they're like me or like Paul. Just they connect well or they have just been consistent or 
they reach out to someone who's a little different or all those across the board I think with over I think I think we have 27 event leaders right now and we actually would like more and to become more diverse as well but that's a lot of diversity in just ways of thinking ways of acting ways of interacting so it's kind of cool to see how different people pick up on different volunteers in general and then we can look at metrics to see how you know are they showing up? Are they signing up? What are they signing up for? But we have a very low barrier to entry to becoming an event leader, so it's really just on, it's still on their personal interest. But we try to kind of scope out and see like, okay, they are showing some initiative in this way. Like, let's let's have a deeper conversation. Like, are they interested? And then, you know, kind of have this conversation that you're having with us. Like, how do you get involved with Clemency's back and why? And, you know, what's your what's your mission here? How does the funding side work? Like, are you, are you, uh partnering with any organizations in particular right now, or does funding just come and go as you guys can raise it? Is there a person dedicated towards that? We have a person on our board dedicated to that. He's also just our director of finance in general. It's pretty much come and go. Funding is pretty much come and go. We have specific events that actually give us some money because we're volunteering for a certain amount of time or a certain number of days. Those are usually like citywide initiatives or organizations, not quite nonprofits, obviously. So that's really awesome. We've partnered with a couple breweries. We made a CGB beer last year with Endeavor in Grandview, which was awesome. (laughs) And they've been a really great partner, too. So it's kind of fun to see these local organizations. Like right now, we are the nonprofit partner of Shake Shack that just opened in Easton, the first Columbus location. Um, So we get, I think, 5% of sales for... For their Pio Mai concrete. Yes. Thank you. Ice cream, so you should go to the Shake Shack. Yet? <laughs> mm-hmm. I have. It's it's great. Yeah, it's really good. Let's try it out. Let's try it out. I'm excited. I actually, so I've been to the one in New York City with my cousin, but I was pretty excited when I started bringing him here. So I'm right. curious. I gotta go. Anyways, so <laughs> let's. <laughs> yeah, so um, a lot of our listeners are, are entrepreneurial and spirit or young professionals. Do you guys have any advice for them, whether it's getting involved or? growing their career. I know you guys are probably in the midst of growing your careers at the moment as well. What does that look like for you? And Diana, you can start. I think, yeah, the biggest advice is just that, one, just get involved, but two, that it's actually pretty easy to get involved too. And once you start, you meet a whole different network of people that really build you up in different ways than just going to a quote-unquote networking event, even though those can be great, but instead of just focusing on like oh like a more of a selfish career path even though that's amazing because we all do Mm -hmm. coming to something like Columbus gives back or just volunteering on your own kind of opens your eyes to other things going on in the city and it might pull on your heart in a different way than you thought and you kind of bring that back to your workplace so I think that Columbus gives back has helped me grow first of all in my leadership skills in general in my people skills in just learning about Columbus and I think it's one of the reasons that I even got into the job I've had for a year now at Columbus 2020 because I've really grown this more robust love for our community. I think that volunteering with Columbus Goes Back has helped me understand more the importance of being a good communicator, which I think is important if you're trying to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that comes to my mind is when our president, Caleb, reached out to the Dewey's Pizza in Grandview, because we started something in the last year where we are trying to have a couple events each uh, year, maybe every couple months, that is exclusively for first-time volunteers. So if you've never volunteered with us, show up to this event. Mm -hmm. And Dewey's has donated maybe like three times now like six or eight pizzas just because they felt like it and all that was was just like a 
you know, a couple emails or a phone call. And I think prior to volunteering with Columbus, I would have just assumed, like, there's no way a Dewey's Pizza is just going to give us pizza because we ask for it. But when you're bringing volunteers in, it, it it's marketable for them, too. Mm-hmm. But I realize, like, the communication aspect, sometimes if you just reach out, there are a lot of groups in Columbus that are willing to, to help you accomplish your goals. And you mentioned one of the main causes you want to get involved or just to build more relationships and meet more people in Columbus. Have you successfully done that? Are there relationships that stick out to you in particular? Personally? Yeah, I mean, everyone that I... I think like everyone, almost everyone that I've met more than one time through Columbus Gives Back becomes sort of a friend in that way. And now I have, like, through the board people that I see constantly, it seems, in comparison to, you know, when you sign up for an event, you might see someone you know, you, you never have any idea, but we see each other regularly, and I'm thankful because now, you know, I can do something with a coworker, but I also have, like, friends outside of work, and that was really, like, my selfish goal originally, <laughs> but I think I've gotten a lot more than just friends, but I'm thankful for it. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really fun to grow some great friendships in Columbus Gives Back. I know I've grown a lot, um, and I met my fiancé, so (laughs) there's that. Even when I lead an event now, it's this really great social challenge, I think, for even me. I think, oh, I know Columbus Gives Back. Oh, I know this event. And I walk in, and there's 10 new faces I've never met, I've never connected with, and you got to start at square one. And it's cool to even see those turn into, you know, small friendships, acquaintances, whatever. Uh, I think that's a great place to pivot towards one of our last questions of the show. Actually, the last question of the show, <laughs> not one of them. Uh, and it's centered around the theme here on Conquering Columbus, which is live uncomfortably. Mm-hmm. And without telling you, you both too much about why we chose that phrase, what do you think of when you hear it? And how does it apply to your life and your careers? I thought about it for a while because I looked at your outline and I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure how I'm going to answer this. Um, I thought about my students, actually. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I think that we kind of, maybe even as young professionals, can focus so much on like the job we have and the relationships we have and where we're living and doing these fun things that we kind of forget that like there are lots of people even in Columbus that don't really have that much. And I think through volunteering, I've kind of like gotten out of my comfort zone in that I realize that like not everybody has everything they need and not everybody has access to food reliably. I think we've also unfortunately seen some people that don't get treated really well because of who they are. And I think living uncomfortably for me would be being aware of that so then you can do something about it later. Yeah, I absolutely agree with Paul. I also think even just from a volunteer perspective, I know volunteering is fun and we make it fun, but we all know that it's not quite comfortable to just volunteer. You could do so many things that are much more in your comfort zone. I think any volunteer event, even the easier ones, can be uncomfortable. Uh, just meeting new people, just being somewhere that you don't know even like where to park or where to get in or who's going to be there or what types of people you're going to meet. Um, and that's really good for us to kind of have that sense of humility. Um, and I think that goes a long way and goes back into whatever else you're a part of, your family or career just remembering gratitude for others and also awareness of your community and how to get involved. I really like that answer. You know, it's something that you know, awareness is uncomfortable, right? It's easy to be comfortable and ignore a problem or ignore a situation that maybe we don't want to acknowledge, but 
but being aware of it can make you uncomfortable, but it's the right thing to do. So I, I, I love that answer and appreciate both your time on the show today. Thanks a lot for coming on and telling your story. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Any last words for people of Columbus before we sign off here? You should go to Shake Shack and get a concrete pile mine. Yeah. In Columbus, Ohio. Ohio in Columbus. Don't go yeah, to yeah. not in New York. That's yeah. too far. If yeah. you see <laughs> the bridge, you've gone too far. But uh, Conquerors, thanks a lot for tuning in. That was Diana and Paul from Columbus Gives Back. You want to learn more about them or their team, check out all the links down in the show notes. Support their cause. Go volunteer. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, Conquerors, that's it for the episode today. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode and learned a lot. If you did, make sure to leave a like. Share us on Facebook with your friends. We really appreciate all your support. And every time you share our podcast or leave a review on iTunes, it really does help us out. Before we let you go, we want to take one last moment to thank all of our incredible sponsors here at Conquering Columbus. And that starts with Small Biz Cares. Small Biz Cares is a nonprofit founded by socially conscious community leaders here in Columbus, and their goal is to connect, mobilize, and inspire small businesses to create lasting positive impact in our community. Small Biz Cares members have the unique opportunity to work with like-minded businesses to raise money and participate in large-scale volunteer efforts and improve educational opportunity for youth in our community. You can join them on September 28th for a community event which features a tailgate and watch party for the OSU vs. Nebraska football game. They'll have tailgate food, special drinks, and desserts, as well as former Buckeyes and raffles. Tickets are only $15 and go to support She Has a Name, a local nonprofit that helps victims of human trafficking. You can go to their event page, smallbizcares.org backslash tailgate hyphen four hyphen charity hyphen 2019 to learn more and get your tickets. That's smallbizcares.org backslash tailgate hyphen four hyphen charity hyphen 2019. Conquering Columbus is also brought to you in part by the Sundown Group. The Sundown Group is an Ohio-based nonprofit helping connect entrepreneurs to everything they need, including investors, mentors, capital, and talent through business pitch events, workshops, and classes throughout the state. And you can get more information on the web at sundownrundown.org. And now I'm going to kick it back to Josh to tell you about our last sponsor, FMX. FMX is a cloud-based facilities maintenance and management software founded and headquartered right here in Columbus, Ohio. There's a lot of competitors in this space, but FMX has made a name for itself, become the fastest-growing facilities maintenance and management software on the market on behalf of its extreme ease of use and tailored-fit approach to its clients. They serve industries ranging from education to property management, manufacturing, fast casual, and more. If you want to check out more, you can go to gofmx.com. You could drop me anywhere on the planet in any environment and I might get, you know, my head kicked in in the beginning, but I'll find a way to survive. I'll find a way to get the job done. Yeah, there's a little doubt, but you know what? Once again, I think of that guy in my ear. I think about stepping up to the stage. I think about the challenge. Like, I've lost sometimes, but I've won more than I've lost. And so, like, I bet on me any day. Choosing greatness. Greatness doesn't choose you. You know, you have to choose it. And, you know, it's hard. I think there was a hunger in me. There was a desire just to make a difference. There was a desire to not just be status quo, a desire to not be average. This is Conquering Columbus.